0: keep the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by wFpk at wfpk.org consequence of sound and the consequence podcast Network thanks so much for making your way here checking out the series always appreciated if you're not already uh, I hope you hit that subscribe button y- you know how these things go we ask hopefully you do hopefully you like what you hear enough to hit it though uh, I put out three new interviews every single week a brand new interview every Monday Wednesday and Friday so it is a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists discover some new ones know what's happening in the music world iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Ben Schneider of the band Lord Huron. They're back with a brand new record called Long Lost. It's a concept album. Let's see, sort of about a fictional band, Lost in Time, the studio that they actually do record in, and the ghosts that live there. Uh, Ben's going to tell us about taking some cues from late night public access shows and old time variety shows, how the passage of time and blurring memories play such a big role in the lyrics and the eternal chain reaction that we're all part of. It's it's a pretty great deep conversation on a magnificently deep beautiful album. Uh, beyond all of that, he's uh, Ben's also going to discuss the uh, the responsibility. The band feels to listen to their fans' deepest questions, especially that go along with stuff that comes on this record, paranormal and otherwise, uh, his desire to create some graphic novels and movies to go along with the music, and and being musically inspired by uh, an artist that we're both big fans of, Lee Hazelwood. That's all in here. Let's do this. Talking about the record Long Lost, it's Kyle Meredith with Lord Huron. Hey there. I got to compliment you. I guess that's where I want to start because uh, Long Lost... It's
1: incredible, man. I mean, what oh. a unique piece of art that you have made here! Wow, thank you. That's really nice to hear. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's been such a long, long process waiting for it to come out. You know, you, you tend to lose perspective, so it's nice to hear someone someone who's heard it say, <laughs> say a good thing about it. Thank you. <laughs>
0: there's there's a lot of uh, entry points into this, but but it, it's a concept album in a way, and uh, and part of that is about, I guess, the recording studio that you all are in, Whispering Pines, but with this fictional character, Mr. Tarbell, and, and you as the band, who some of these people may or may not be ghosts, I guess. Yeah. Where did this concept come from, if you could paint the picture for us?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, as you mentioned, our studio uh, is this place that we call Whispering Pines, and um, we've been working there for about seven years, recorded the last three records there, and it's like, in addition to being our, our studio, it's it's our clubhouse too. You know, it's, it's where we hang out and uh, we've shot some videos there and really made use of the space. It's this beautiful old studio built sometime in the seventies, kind of the, the, the style they don't make them anymore. You know, beautiful acoustic treatment and glass control booth and a big tracking room. And somehow we got lucky. We were looking for a place to, to work and found this on Craigslist. The The owners of it, are not in the music business and kind of didn't know what to do with it. You know, it's so it's so specific and custom built that you can't just turn it into a restaurant or, or anything like that or an office. So we got a great deal on it and uh, we kind of had to, had to gut it. It had been abandoned for, for 20 years or so. So it was all the gear was out, outdated and it was in kind of a rough state, but we, we had fun converting it over. It's still, it's kind of an ongoing process, but, but yeah, uh, so anyway, it's, we've kind of always wondered about the history of it. We know a few of the people who've worked there, but there's kind of a lot of question marks and we kind of just have invented it over the years or made up characters that we imagined passing through there. It's, it's a, it's got a real haunted feeling in there, you know, late at night when we're working, sometimes you feel like you're not alone. And uh, yeah, so we kind of wanted this record to sound as though we're channeling these old, these old ghosts that live there, uh, almost like, Almost like this is a, a long lost classic from some other, from some other dimension. You know, there's there's familiar elements to it, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It's almost like it's almost like you're hearing somebody else's memories or something, uh, which was you know may, maybe a lofty goal, but you know we shoot the moon, so hopefully hopefully we got close to that.
0: You certainly did, or at least you know to to me anyway. Thinking about it like that, I mean, wanting to write a long lost classic. What do you have to do as a writer to approach something with that sort of thought in mind?
1: Something I learned from our first record um, was kind of, it's useful for me anyway, to create, to create sort of avatars to write through. So almost to coming up with characters who I can try to inhabit. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Cause it's, it's all self general you know, it's all generated within, but it seems like you'd be able to do that without having to go through the trouble of <laughs> making, making names up and everything. But but I don't know, I guess it's background, you know? It's mm-hmm. like uh, for me to flesh out these characters and write their stories first and make, give them names and personalities and then try to, you know, inhabit that as much as I can, channel that. Uh, that's kind of been my strategy. And, and I guess I started learning about that on our first record, Lonesome Dreams, where we created this uh, fictional author, George Ranger Johnson, who had written all these um adventure stories and we kind of used him as our avatar in that that first record and it's something we've kind of done on all the records at this point but I'd, i guess never more so literally as we are now uh where you know i'm literally trying to sing from the perspective of of somebody else who's not even real well
0: you know the character that we do get to see a lot of course in, in the uh, online videos with uh with mr tarbell uh, am i saying the name right?
1: Yeah, Tubbs Tarbell, yeah. Tubbs Tarbell. I like how you give it a little French flair with your <laughs> emphasis, that's nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that Louisville thing. We're technically named after a French town and we, right, the, we don't it. say it anything like they do. So it's, <laughs> I'm making up for it. It's, it's uh, um, When I first saw him, I started thinking about the the old local networks and public access shows of like the 60s, even through really the 90s, I think they hung around before... You know the internet really kind of squashed all of that stuff but but you would have these you know these these folks you know in these middle parts of you know nowhere Texas, you know nowhere, Kentucky, wherever, and would just be talking fire and brimstone, but at the same yeah. time celestial bodies and and, and whatnot. like like I'd wondered if they even knew they were even being creepy because it was
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah like did, did you
0: I, I had to wonder, did you have any of that on your mind? Was any of that sort of influential in creating a character like this?
1: Yeah absolutely I mean we really love that aesthetic of those late night broadcasts whether it's radio or or television public access Um, but also kind of combining that with the old variety shows you know Porter Wagner and um, Lawrence Welk even and all all that stuff like we kind of wanted to make our own version of all that uh, with a little bit of sort of a You know, it's kind of a weird reference, but I was thinking a bit about some of the kids, the shows I watched growing uh, up—Sesame Street, Mister Rogers, that kind of stuff. Just because there's such a sense of wonder and sort of delight. I don't know, and the format allows you to do anything. Like, you can talk about science, you can talk about, you can make jokes, you can get emotional, and you can kind of have a lot of whimsy. And um, I think that suits our sense of humor and our, our sensibilities in general really well but, but also giving it that we can't do anything without having the creepy vibe as well. So uh, that was a crucial part of it too. I love that balance, but you've,
0: (laughs) you've also talked about, uh, I think in another interview, maybe there still needs to be a point you say of getting to a truth, like even with all this fictional moments and, and, you know, awesome creepiness, like what is the truth in this concept that you're, you're approaching?
1: Well, I guess in terms of the sort of uh, themes and you know, actual lyrical content. I always like to start at least start somewhere that's a situation that I'm that I've been through or or been familiar with in one way or another. Close to, I think that's that's the only way I can really get started on a song is coming from some place that feels true to me, and then I'm able to sort of you know fictionalize it. I think to get at it from different angles or to maybe you know enhance some of the drama of it uh, in one way or another. So. Yeah, it's, it's got to start with a kernel of truth or else I think it'll ring false right out of the gate, at least for me. I know there's other writers who are probably better at uh, expressing that and making it feel real. But uh, it's interesting with music because since it is coming from me and from my mouth, you know, straight from me, I feel, I feel like it, it only rings true if, I, if, I, if there's a bit of truth behind it all.
0: And then getting like taking what you just said right there. And, and uh, you know, so I'll bring up the first single with Not Dead Yet. Like, here's a moment, you know, when I go into it and I start thinking, where the are these metaphors? And then considering the conceptual, you know, theme of the whole thing, I think, or am I supposed to be taking all of this quite literally? You know, not dead yet. You know, it, no, this is, a, this is the character side of it. This is the fictional, literal side of it. Like, where, I guess, where is that line for you where where metaphor crosses over with, with literal?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it varies from song to song. And honestly, that one is kind of one of the most literal literal ones probably i remember starting to write that at a low point on and touring you know uh we love being on the road but it, it definitely wears on you and there are certain points where you feel alienated not just from the people around you but kind of from yourself and that's what uh that's what that song is about is just you know looking at yourself in the mirror having that that um sensation of of a stranger looking back at you and um yeah, just how how do you deal with that? How do you uh, how do you reconcile that when you feel like you don't even like the person you see in the mirror? Uh, so you know it's kind of heavy, but uh, I thought set, <laughs> setting it to a jaunty beat <laughs> and a and a familiar chord progression might take a little bit of the sting out.
0: <laughs> and then you get the first two lines. I mean, there's so many songs that are sort of um, experiencing this right now, but those first two lines end up becoming reflective of the quarantine if you need them to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny how much of this record, you know, it was mostly or pretty much entirely written before the pandemic hit, but I think that, you know, it certainly wasn't conceived as a as a pandemic record, but but I think a lot of stuff will be colored by context, stuff that was created in this period of time. And uh definitely the themes we're dealing with, I mean, things being lost to time, uh things never being able to be the way they were not being able to get out into the world uh, as, as in that song. Uh, Yeah. I think those things will resonate with people in terms of what's going on right now, for sure.
0: And time, I mean, that's, it plays all over this. I mean, time seems like it does play such a big role in, in lyrics and song titles. And I mean, we're left with a what nearly 10 minute ethereal piece called times blur. And this is where the real, like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) sets in. Because up until then, you know, I, I felt like I had a handle on on the, you know, what was going on in this story. But what are we left with? Let's let's start with that 10-minute piece, Times Blur. Where does that leave us in the story?
1: So that actually was the one thing that was developed once the pandemic had hit. And I, guess, I hadn't thought about that yet. But I guess maybe that was more colored than anything else by the Times. Uh, but really, for me, that's just kind of wrapping up. So if you imagine all the songs that came before these sort of uh, long-lost classics, the way I created that last track was just taking elements from those recordings and stretching them out, slowing them down uh, with tape and, and in other ways, and just kind of blurring them. And what it's meant to represent is the passage of time and how our remembrances are blurred, and not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I was thinking about how it could just change things you know i guess i wasn't trying to judge that times blur but more just represent how it modifies things uh in our minds so yeah this this last track is bits from each of the songs that, that preceded it um imagined through through times blur
0: that's interesting it obviously would not have picked up on the um it actually being actual pieces from the songs so and there's a yeah yeah there's a there's a line in the letter the online letter that uh that mr tarbell wrote and, and it, it he said i think it was from that he said time washes away what man creates and uh that i mean that's a hell of a line to begin with
1: yeah yeah my uh i mean it all originates from Tubbs, but i actually had my my brother write a lot of that uh, a couple of writers contributed to that letter but my brother wrote that line and uh i think he had a good handle on what i was trying to say to the album and that yeah that that really, that one really resonated with me too. Uh, but it's interesting how, you know, it can live on in a way too. Um, it's almost like different people pick it up, pick up that, that note and continue it. And that's kind of how we were imagining our role uh, in musical creation.
0: Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Well, it's it's the, I guess, the interesting argument of of a line like that and and this album would be having with itself because, you know, in one sense, you do, you you created something, you created a piece of art and it's out there and now it's living through other people's lives, you know, even just their ears or whatever. But there's also a sense that, you know, once you create something, that's you, that's living on, like, that's immortal, right? I mean, what's, there's, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get heady for a second, if you'll go yeah. with me. Yeah. Because there's a whole thing about the sounds we make, they go into space and they actually never stop. There's nothing to ever stop the sounds that we put into space. They just travel forever. And So the voices of people that have died decades ago are just still traveling through space, through radio waves. Mm -hmm. you know and 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 here you are you've you've time can't really wash this away i've played your song on the radio these radio waves are
1: transmitted into space and now in a sense you've become immortal i think that's really interesting and that's kind of what i what i'm getting at with that times blur thing where it's 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 not that it's going away it's it's changing and i mean yeah not to get you got a little heady and now i want to like keep going with it (laughs) but uh you know, I'm very much a believer in, uh, in physics and, you know, knowing how one thing leads to the next. And it's this endless cycle of things, uh, cause and effect. And even things such as that, those sound waves, like you're talking about, something's being changed through that. And (laughs) it's, it's really remarkable when you think about, you know, since, since the beginning of time to the end, everything is, is a chain reaction. And, um, you might not be able to recognize it in the form it takes, but I don't know. That's just fascinating to me. I'm not, I'm not uh, sure I have any, that that's leading anywhere, leading me anywhere, but I think it's just really interesting to think about that. How every single thing you do or create might not live on in the form that you, that you output it at, but it's gonna, it's gonna live on somehow.
0: And, And that's, that's the flip, right? That's the, that's the real life ghosts right there. Like in a hundred years, if, you know, your voice is still carrying, that's, that's your ghost. And, 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 and is that, I mean, I don't know, you've, you've written about the afterlife before, you know, and and it's certainly hit on in these ways, I think within this record with long lost, Mm -hmm. like, where do you let your mind go with that? Like considering what that is for you?
1: Yeah. That's interesting to think about. I mean, I definitely don't think it's going to be any sort of, anything I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very much when it's over for you, it's over. But but thinking about how it does, you know, your, your presence and the impact you've had continues on in one way or another, whether it's just pure physics or people's memories of you. I mean, I'm not a believer in supernatural stuff, literally, but I think it's a very useful way of thinking of things sometimes because there's so much so many things, especially internally about ourselves that we don't understand, and um, we need some way to deal with them. If we can't explain them scientifically, we need some way to, to reconcile them, you know? And I think ghosts are one of the most beautiful things we've come up with. It's like, it's such a great metaphor for what it's like to, have, to miss somebody or to feel like they're still hanging around in your in your, in your mind, or even sometimes it feels like physically. I mean, that's been a really useful concept for me in my life, I know. And almost wishing it was true, you know? It's it's almost like I would love that. <laughs> I would love if I, like, they could haunt me. But yeah, uh, I don't remember where that's going. Well, but.
0: I, I've said that before too. It's like, um, I wish that ghosts were real because that would just answer, that would take so much the pressure off. Like a lot of questions <laughs> I think would be answered. And like, you've, you all opened up, uh, a phone line for your audience. And I, I was considering all of this, what we're talking about, you know, and what your audience hears from you and maybe the type of listener that that would attract, you know, folks that are real believers, you know, mm-hmm. and are coming to you for the answers, you know, mm-hmm. coming to someone who really doesn't believe in that, I guess is like, that's the divide right there. Like, w- did you did you feel like you've all got much of that when you open up the phone lines for questions?
1: Yeah, definitely. And again, like I don't, I'm not judging anybody for that either, and I'm not necessarily. I, I guess I, I think it's beautiful that people that people come up with that stuff and that they adhere to it. I mean, as long as it's not destructive or, uh, you know, definitely some of that thinking has led to some terrible things in the world. But in general, I think it's important that we don't forget sort of some of those early early human descriptions of, of, of things. I think they're just so beautiful. And like, I I really love science too. And it's got a, it's got a beauty that's, um, that's unrivaled to me, but I also really appreciate these other concepts that, that we've come up with in the past. Uh, I think they're just so interesting and we do get a lot of people calling in with, with questions related to that sort of stuff. And it's just amazing how, yeah, the response to that phone line, we, kind of started as a way for people to request songs mostly and expected to get, you know, a few calls, but it's been totally flooded um, to a point where, you know, the, our, our technology was was uh, unable to keep up for a little while. And, you know, most of its songs or about half of its song requests, but then the other half is just people asking weird questions or telling weird stories. I mean, uh, it's been really touching and a great way to keep in, in contact with our fans. And they're just... The most uh, lovable gang of weirdos you'd ever, you'd ever hope to meet. We love them. What's you
0: know such an interesting relationship uh, you know as a fan that you have with a piece of arts, and then you know the projections you make about the people who create that arts. You know, and I don't know expectations or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. that, that's got to be from your point of view. a Dude, you're a dude. <laughs> just a person, yeah. you know, you know, and, and to kind of have that, I don't I don't want to say thrust. I don't want to make this out to be, it's a burden because like you're saying it, it is a beautiful relationship and everything, but that's, it's gotta be such an interesting to be the person on that side of that fence, you know?
1: Yeah, it can be. I mean, it can be heavy when, I mean, just cause you d- you do feel a sense of, um, I don't know, responsibility when someone comes to you and says, so, you know, I lost somebody who's close to me. Um, you know, how do I keep in contact with them? Uh, you know, I don't have an answer to that. And I, I, it does occasionally make me feel, um, yeah, bad, <laughs> like I'm letting, them, like I'm letting them down, because I don't, I don't have that answer. But, you know, most most people I, I've interacted with have, have really understood when I just say, you know, I don't know, um, but I'm, I hope, I wish you the best.
0: Well, I certainly understand. I mean, the music that you all do make, you, you do, you paint these visuals, even without the visuals. I mean, it's been said before you know the way you all write musically I can see those moments you know I, I can see the landscapes I, I can see what's happening within the songs in fact I I mean have you considered ever like graphic novel versions of these records is that something you all have ever talked about something like that oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're you know we're in our perfect world we're creating like uh, graphic novels movies uh, pretty much any alternate art form version of our of our records as we can of course that's not possible but every 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 record every time around we try to we try to do a little bit of that if we can you know um there's just not enough time unfortunately but uh you know what's been great to see too is that uh, people outside of the band fans and and, the, and others have been inspired to make things based on based on the songs and whatnot and that's been really interesting to see uh when someone feels inspired to make a painting based on one of our songs, or I've seen a couple of short comics based on our songs things thats really, it's really cool.
0: Well, uh, it, it is a great piece, and I think I've complimented everything except the actual music, which should have its own conversation as a part <laughs> of it. Which, let, let me say really quickly—I I will hit on that very quickly if you got a second—because
1: sure.
0: the style of, um, I don't cowboy music that sort of makes it into some of these songs like were you all drawn to any specific era or artist when you were considering that side of things
1: yeah i mean a lot of that music is sort of what you know our favorite stuff or uh it's definitely a big part of our our musical taste this record in particular just because of the not only because of the style of music but also just because of him as a personality i was thinking a lot about lee hazelwood Mm -hmm. he had such an interesting career such a wide-ranging varied career and also and to some degree anyway, I think is a little bit overlooked uh as a as an influence and as just a creator. Um, he's kind of starting to get more of his due, I think these days but uh yeah it, he he definitely has some of that western sound I mean he did all kinds of styles you know he he produced surf records and, and western records and country records um, so yeah, uh, that kind of ties into a, a, a the broader genre of soundtracks, which I think is another. Another thing we think a lot about, you know, especially with that Western sound, thinking about Ennio Morricone and and the music that appeared in Westerns of that era. Um, some really great stuff. Um, and also just that the cinematic quality that those, of course, engender, which uh, we are always striving for.
0: I love that you said uh, Hazel. I went through a bit of a Lee Hazelwood like obsession for probably uh, yeah. a year or two, not too long ago. just incredible yeah and completely under yeah underrated yeah completely underrated so
1: yeah and just all the things he touched i mean sure you know people i guess most people are pretty familiar with the stuff he did with nancy sinatra which is great but his early hits you know the fool i think was his first hit uh with sanford clark singing and uh just really cool how early he was in the game and uh yeah he's definitely a big inspiration for Tubbs and for (sighs) sort of the idea of the Whispering Pines label.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that. I love it. If it's Monday morning, probably my favorite Lee Hazelwood song. Great. Not great that song. you asked, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Since you were wondering.
1: Yeah, I love that song.
0: Yeah, Ben, uh, congratulations. Long lost it is. For everything you all wanted it to be, I-, I think it's all of that and more. So thank you for making this record and continuing to to try and to care. I so appreciate
1: hey. it. Thank you, Kyle. I'm so happy to talk to you.
0: All right, man. Take care. Well, hopefully, we'll uh, you know, we'll see you somewhere down the road sooner than later.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope to come through Louisville. and yeah, pay you a do. visit. Yeah, please yep. do. All right, man. All right, man. See you. Bye.
0: My thanks Ben Schneider, Lord Huron, the brand new record is called Long Lost. Thanks to you again for checking out this episode, making your way to the series. Please hit the subscribe button before you get out of here uh, to keep up with the three new interviews that I put out every single week, Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Again, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org because I do a show there Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three, at Kyle Meredith, and TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81. Uh, Like and follow along. Make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.